welcome to the Dare to Move podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Wood, and I'm not your life coach, just a girl who never gives up. What is up, you guys? Happy Wednesday. I am so excited to have Chrissy Giorgetti on today. She is a friend of mine in the fitness industry. She's a competitive power lifter. And today she is going to talk to us all about corporate wellness and her online coaching business. I knew very little about corporate wellness and there are so many amazing benefits. So today, whether you're an employee at a massive company or you're an employer looking to give your employees more benefits, this one is for you. I hope you enjoy it. And without further ado, here we have Chrissy Giorgetti. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on today and um, get started with learning more about corporate wellness and um, I, I actually want to start a little different today. Instead of using a quote, um, I would love to know if you could start us off by telling us like how you define corporate wellness, whether you define it like as an industry or I don't know, um, uh, characteristic of a corporation. Like I would love for you to start us off there. Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm excited to be here. I... I think that corporate wellness is kind of a little bit of, of both about like kind of like what you just said. Um, I think it has to do with it is kind of a piece of the fitness industry, but I also think it's a piece of um, like the corporate world. Um, and I think that's what's kind of cool about it is that those two industries work together um, to bring, you know, to bring wellness into work for employees and bringing wellness many different facets um, into the workforce into the workplace I think that is a great explanation and said very succinctly and the re- bringing wellness into the workplace is what stands out to me um, I've never really said this before on the podcast but a long time ago I wanted to move home to Indiana and I wanted to work in my family's business but what I could do at the time to provide value was bring wellness into the workplace and um, in my dad's um, uh, automotive business and I said well they have a lot of employees and they need a gym or they need a place to work out or they need some type of wellness plan and I think I'm not sure but I think Indiana and maybe like North Carolina at the time I was super into it I looked it up were like one of the locations or states where you could actually get tax benefits from having a gym on site So that's Mm -hmm. kind of some of the stuff I wanted to ask you about today, about benefits for companies for having this, different ways to go about it. There's so much we can dive into. But before we do, um, the second question I always ask people on the podcast is, you are sitting on a plane and someone asks you, what do you do? How do you answer? (laughs) Um, That's a tough question. I kind of do a lot. But... um, I, I think I would just say I work in the fitness industry. Um, I manage a corporate wellness gym, and then I also manage my own um, online company, and I, I kind of try to do both. Um, I kind of work both full-time, wow. I guess. Okay. You have the portfolio lifestyle, which is why <laughs> I'm so glad that you're on. Um, <laughs> so what came first for you? Uh, corporate, well... I guess I can back up a little bit. Um, I knew that I always wanted to work in corporate wellness. Um, when I was in college, we were kind of learning all the different career paths that 
our exercise science major could take. And we did a whole unit on corporate wellness. And I was really interested in it because it sounded to me like it was a way for me to do like hands-on fitness stuff, like personal training, group exercise, things like that, but also fitness and wellness education. Um, and I wanted something where I could do both of those things. So I made the choice very early on that that's what I wanted to do with my life. But as I'm sure people know that you can make a plan, but it doesn't always work out that way. Um, so I, when I first got out of college, I was applying to corporate wellness jobs, but none of them would hire me because I had no experience really in like the real world. So I started out in a personal training studio and then I moved on to like a corporate, like a big box gym. And then after that, and that was about two years. So after that, I finally got my first job in corporate wellness and it was just part-time. Um, and it was in a much smaller facility than what I'm in now. Um, I've currently been working in corporate wellness at my current position. It'll be five years in September. Yeah. And then the reason that I wanted to start an online training company is because I, I do, I do work in a gym, but it's private. It's only for the employees of my building. Mm. So people were coming to me, like asking me if they could work out and they couldn't. So that's when I decided, all right, I'll try this online thing. And that way I can help more people outside of my little like bubble of corporate wellness. Amazing. And so I'm going to sound probably very unintelligent with my knowledge of corporate wellness, but for the listeners who also might not have a great idea of how this works, um, I kind of have in my own head this little scale of corporate wellness and from being very minimal to maybe more excessive. So for instance, when I graduated and I had friends, like for instance, one of my roommates at the time in Chicago had this quote unquote corporate wellness plan she had uh, to wear a Fitbit and she had to, she could enter these step bet challenges and if she hit her steps, she could get some more money towards her, like the company gave her money towards her gym and her such and such a thing. And then I had, I actually had a personal training client in Chicago who had the ability to spend up to, I think it was like $300 a month on anything under the wellness umbrella. Um, and then you hear about um, companies like maybe the one you work for, I'm not sure, where there's a gym and maybe they actually have workout classes on site or um, I personally have been brought in to personal train for companies uh, just for their employees. So what, what do you personally see the scale of corporate wellness of like the smallest uh, bit of it to the most intensive? Like how do you see it and um, where does your company fall? So I think a lot of what you were saying, it, that is true. So there are, I, and I think the very early stages of corporate wellness, like when it was just becoming popular, becoming a thing, was the Fitbit or the step challenges. I can remember my mom wearing um, a pedometer. This was like before Fitbits were even a thing. She had to wear a pedometer like on her shoe. And if she got a certain number of steps, she'd get like money at the end of the quarter. Um and things like that. So I think that was like the very beginning of it. And I, I would say that's probably the most basic okay. of corporate wellness is just some sort of offering for hitting steps. Um, and then the next step would probably be 
if the company offers some sort of reimbursement program for healthy activities like going to a gym or running a race or things like that. Um, and then you, you do have companies, it's becoming more and more popular for companies to offer um, corporate discounts at local gyms. Um, so like for Boston, I know that like Equinox does that. I know BSC does that. So companies can sort of work with gyms in the area to um, have them offer discounts to their employees. And then I think the next step up above that would be to actually have a gym on site. Okay, so um, your situation is kind of like, oh, and or the one that I was in where I was the trainer hired in by this company would probably be the most like intensive variation. Yes, so I, I'm very fortunate. My company kind of does all of that. Um, I work I work at State Street. I don't technically work for State Street, but I, that's where I work and there, there is a gym on site. They offer reimbursement for healthy activities. They offer corporate discounts on other local gyms. Um, they off, they do step challenges, um, and another a whole other section that we haven't even discussed yet. That State Street also offers um, mental coach like health coaching for mental wellness, and they also yeah, and they also offer financial wellness. So State Street's program is called Be Well. Um, it has three sort of levels. It's the physical wellness, mental wellness, and financial wellness. So they offer programs for everything. Um, physical wellness, obviously the gym, but only a couple buildings, um, have gyms. Like my building is the only, is the only gym in Boston. There's a gym in Kansas city. I think there's gyms in Ireland and Poland. Um, and then if they're, other buildings that don't have gyms, we do fitness classes, exercise classes. Um, we do like a cardio conditioning and a yoga. That's usually once a month for each of those. Um, and then for the mental wellness, um, I guess like nutrition would kind of fall under there. We have um, registered dietitians who do webinars every month. We have a health coach on site that travels to all the different buildings. Wow. Um, we do like biometric screenings a couple of times a year. And then the educational seminars that we do, the fitness people do, um, we do those usually like once once a month or once every two months. And then you get into the financial wellness. Um, they bring in people to do financial seminars, like how to budget, things like that. So they really make sure that their employees are well-rounded when it comes to their health. And I think that is an example of like the most, like the most intensive corporate wellness program. Wow, it sounds like it. And I'm sitting here thinking, wow, for the employees at State Street, that that's amazing. And that's so cool that they're really, it sounds like hyper aware of all these different facets that really contribute to your well-being. And so I guess what I'm wondering is, um, obviously I follow you on Instagram, I've seen your stories, and you talk about how at the end of the year or a certain point of the year, you actually, people are coming to you for a reimbursement based on what they've done for their wellness and things like that. So aside from kind of, I don't want to say the bookkeeping, but the, um, I guess, management of all those people and, and dealing with their programs, what else are you doing um, for these people? So yeah, the reimbursement is, a, it's that's a huge program. That's all of North America 
pretty much sends their stuff to me. <laughs> so it's a lot of work with that. And that does, it, it is starting to pick up right now currently, but end of the year is like the busiest time for that. Um, but my building, we offer, you know, we have the gym, obviously, and then we do offer personal training. We do group exercise classes. Um, we do educational seminars on specifically fitness topics. We have a monthly newsletter that we put out each month. Um, we have a whiteboard in the gym that goes up with, you know, the snippets from the newsletter and things like events for the month that are happening. Um, every month has a theme. So for example, July is social wellness month. So we're focusing on social wellness, um, tips on how to improve your social wellness, things like that. Um, and so it doesn't, it's not just solely fitness focused we do kind of branch out into the different branches of wellness and education and we do personal training we do group exercise so it's kind of everything um which I love I love that yeah it sounds like you get to really make an impact on these people and um you just said a couple things that led me to two questions the first one is when you said social wellness um I all of a sudden thought of group fitness classes. I obviously am in Barry's, the Barry's boot camp world and group fitness world. Like I am very much entrenched in that, but I see there and I see that there's positives to it. There's also negatives. So how do you, um, how do you see group fitness as being, um, in, uh, an important part of, of, of wellness? I think there are a lot of people out there who that's the only way that they'll work out is by going to a class. And I, that's, that's great. And if that's the way that they get their workout in, then I think that's awesome and they should definitely participate. So we, we try to really put classes out, you know, at least monthly. Um, and that way people who may not be members of the gym, may want to just come take a class. Um, so our, all of the classes that we do, they are open to all state street employees, not just, gym members. Um, and I think that's a good way for people to kind of like dip their toe in the fitness portion of their benefits and see, all right, I like this class. Maybe I will join the gym or I like this class, but I'm not ready to join a gym yet. Um, and it does bring like the social aspect together. You're with a group of people, you're with one trainer. Um, you can kind of like, and are usually our classes are pretty small. They're not, you know, they're not like 50 people, 25, not even 25 people. So they really do get um, a lot of like one-on-one -on -one help, which is great. Amazing. I think that's actually one of the negatives of group fitness is that if you are in a, if I have a sold out various class, I can't have eyes on every single person the whole time. So yeah. that is definitely a negative. Uh, one thing too that I'm thinking of is uh, what do you think the hurdles are about working out with your coworkers? So, for instance, when I trained a bunch of people who all work for the same company, it ended up being a super awesome bonding experience for these employees because it was a startup and they were constantly hiring new people, which was amazing. But now that I think about it um, from my own perspective in my old jobs of, you know, my old nine to five jobs, I don't know if I would have wanted to work out with my my colleagues. So. 
Do you think that that's a hurdle to get people into the a corporate wellness program of just wanting to do their own thing? Or do you think it's it, the, the, there's a bigger benefit of getting some people to a gym in general who might not ever work out? I, I definitely think it's a hurdle because we've had people who they will walk in the gym like fully ready to work out and they see their boss work working out and they just turn around and leave and they like they want none of that so oh, I see okay yeah so I think I mean I think there are positives and negatives I think that it can be a, a great team building experience but I also think that um it can easily turn into like oh I don't I don't want my boss to like see me working out and or I don't want if you're the boss I don't want my employees to see that I'm you know, out of shape or that I need to work out more. So I think it's like kind of a little bit of both. Yeah, no, that's, that makes a lot of sense to me. I would imagine so. Um, one thing I would love to know is, uh, and this is because my fiance works, um, he works on Franklin Street. He's in the financial district and mm -hmm. he's super fit. He works out twice a day because otherwise he's sitting. And because he's fit and because he's more or less eating well, People ask him questions all the time, which he just kind of does what feels good to him. So he'll come home with questions for me like, well, do you think keto's good or bad? Or like so-and-so in the office is convinced that they can't have carbs. And there's <laughs> always all these questions that he comes home yeah. with because people direct them to him. So, um, you know, you and I are obviously deeply entrenched in the fitness industry. And the people we fo follow are talking like about very like high-level stuff and very um, I don't know, industry specific stuff that we can grasp while scrolling. But what questions are you getting from the general population of people, whether it's about cardio versus lifting or nutrition or like, what are you, what, what questions do you get most often that you feel like you're always answering? We definitely get a lot of questions about various diets. Like you mentioned keto and like paleo and things like that. Um, and that's when we would direct, them to the whatever nutrition webinar is happening that month. We have had specific webinars about those diets. So I think that's great that employees have that um, as a resource to learn from. And then in terms of fitness, I mean, anything and everything. Um, <laughs> you know, we've had people like, so we don't have any um, like ab machines in the gym, like, you know, the, the crunch machines. Yeah. Yeah. People ask for that all the time, and, you know, that's at that point we have to kind of teach them there are other ways to hit your abs that are more safer and better. Um, we get questions. A lot of um, State Street employees are runners, so we get a lot of questions about, oh, like I hurt my ankle or I hurt my knee, and what can I do? Um, a lot of, like, stretching questions. How do I stretch my hamstring? How do I stretch my back? Things like that. Um and actually, with the stretching thing, it's gone to the point where we last month developed a handout that you can, that's all stretching at your desk. So that stretches that you can do at your desk. And we've been going to various meetings that are happening in the building and doing like a 10 minute stretch break with them. Awesome. Um, yeah, so that sort of question led to us doing that. Um, we get questions about what's the best cardio for losing weight. Um, how do I do a deadlift? It's pretty, it's 
it's all over the place. <laughs> well, it's nice that they have a place to ask questions. And, yes. you know, a lot of, I think there's actually a lot of pressure in the office place um, around food. I get mm-hmm. that a lot from my nutrition clients. Like, well, so-and-so keeps asking me why I'm, you know, eating what I'm eating. And now I feel very empowered to explain to her why versus, you know, I see someone having bread with, I don't know, cheese on it. And I understand that, you know, they're not getting protein, but it's not my place to say whatever. There's all types of pressure and Mm -hmm. questions and not gossip, but drama almost around food and what you're eating. And so I love that you guys are kind of like there for people to just know like, hey, I can always go ask Chrissy X, Y, Z. And I'm sure anyone listening who has a business or works at a company that doesn't have this would like that. So where do you, like, where would you direct someone to start? That's tough. I mean, every company is different. I would probably direct them to their HR department um, and just see there might be a wellness program in place that they just don't know about. Um, What I personally have found working with two different companies is that getting this out there, like marketing that we're here, letting employees know that there's a resource, it's the hardest part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I mean, I've been in the same gym for five years now, and I still get people who come down and they're like, I've been in this building for eight years and I didn't even know you were here. Wow. So, and that's, I mean, we put ourselves out there. We go to all the health fairs, we have signs everywhere. So that's, that's people just, you know, not paying attention to emails or not realizing that they have this health program to take advantage of. So I think the first place to start would be the HR department and just see if there's anything in place that maybe you didn't know about or maybe you didn't know that you could take advantage of. And then if there's not, um, talk to them about, you know, trying to reach out to some local gyms to see if you could get corporate discounts. I think that's a really good place to start. Um, I think most health insurance companies accept, like offer some sort of reimbursement, even if you're, if, if your company doesn't offer it, your insurance might. So definitely look into that too. Um, and then if, if the company is interested in implementing like a very specific wellness program or even putting in a gym, um, that's when you would start to reach out to corporate wellness companies in the area. Awesome. And what do you think, um, any, are there any upcoming trends or directions you see corporate wellness going in the next five years? Well, my hope is that it becomes much more mainstream and much more, um, common for companies to offer some sort of program like this. Um, I think that especially with all the technology coming out now, like apps and online, like fitness videos and like your move with app, things like that. I think it'll be a lot easier for employees to have access to something and either have time in their day to, to do it, to do a class, to do a workout or be able to get reimbursed through either their company or their insurance company for participating in that. Um, As far as trends go, I think the more that we talk about it, the more that people are going to become aware that 
it is a problem that they're sitting at their desk all day and not doing anything. Um, and hopefully, I mean, there have been studies that have been done showing the benefits of uh, employee wellness, but I'm hoping that these studies, like they they do more and they become more common knowledge of the different benefits that come with having um, healthy employees. Yeah, I mean, there's the financial, I mean, there's a ton of financial benefits to it and there's tax benefits to it. I mean, obviously it depends what state you're in, but for the loyal listeners um, who have listened to every episode, you probably remember uh, an episode with Hari Ravishandran, who is now working on internet security, uh, personal security um, for all of your uh, personal devices, apps, etc. Um, but he is actually the person who hired me to train um, his his current uh, startup in 2018, and I'm no, just awesome. kind of reflecting on it and. It was so cool because I'm sure, Christy, you've seen the growth in clients. Yeah. And it's it's amazing to watch people go from not knowing how to squat to squatting and deadlifting and getting stronger and feeling empowered. And I watched as the conversation started to change, like, you know, training people two days a week, having a personal trainer, you start to think about how you're sleeping. You start to think about if you're drinking water and how you're eating and how your eating impacts your training. And so there's really an incredible impact that I think having just someone there for your employees, you know, it sounds like you guys have like a monstrous team for all to service all of State Street, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. But I'm just kind of sitting here reflecting on it. And I definitely think it's um, it's really important for companies to think about. and one thing yeah. that I always think about, you and I both talk about this a lot online, um, and this is going to change the subject a little bit, but um, <laughs> for women in strength training, and mm-hmm. I want to I wanna just like let you preach about this for a second because <laughs> um, it's like both of our personal missions to make sure women know that you cannot get bulky from lifting and that it's actually super important for you and any chance that I have to continuously uh, preach that message. I take it. And while I have you here, like I would love for you to just talk, you know, a little bit about lifting and how it's impacted your life and, and how you also preach that message to women. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that every woman should strength train at some point in their life. Um, For me personally, I was a ballet dancer from age three to 22 And I never, I went to school for exercise science, but I was not an athlete. I wasn't, I didn't lift, like I didn't do any of that stuff. And I actually learned when I was in college how to lift. And as like, once I learned that my life just sort of did a 180, like I realized, you know, just how strong I could become. Um, I realized my confidence got a huge boost. Um, I was carrying myself differently and I was you know much more willing and able to talk to a group which was important coming out of an exercise science major you have to be able to teach a class and train a client and I was always this like very timid shy like quiet girl and so I really think that lifting gave me that confidence boost to become successful a successful like 
fitness trainer, successful group exercise teacher, successful coach, um, and it has just kept improving my life. And especially with the work I do now, I am presenting in front of people. I am teaching in front of hundreds of people. I'm, you know, being teleprompted to Ireland. Like it's, it's craziness. So I think that lifting especially has really made me become, or just come out of my shell, I guess. And I see that with clients all the time. Um, every single female client that comes to me, they will be lifting at some point. Um, it doesn't, not necessarily a barbell, but it, they might start with dumbbells, kettlebells, but they're going to be doing strength training, whether they want to or not. <laughs> um, and it is that fear of becoming bulky. And that's the thing I always hear from them. Um, I don't want to get bulky. I don't, don't want to get bulky, but once they start doing it and they start realizing I'm actually not getting bulky, I my body feels pretty good. I feel good about myself. I'm losing weight. I'm losing fat. Then that confidence shift sort of happens. And it's so cool to actually like watch it happen. Um, and just to like see that shift, especially my, my in-person clients at the corporate gym, they're usually a little bit older. Um, and just to see them realize that they have all this strength that they're just not using or not, you know, maintaining. It's incredible. I, um, I so agree with that. Um, especially in the last part, I, I used to train a woman at my, the building I used to live in, in Back Bay. And she was in her, I would say like mid sixties. And she, by the end of, I don't know, seven months training together, she was chest pressing 35 pound dumbbells. I kid you yeah. not. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Carol, you're so strong. <laughs> she yeah. was so proud of herself and it just changed her whole outlook on like who she even was and what she was capable of. And you're right. There's a, there's a, like it like bleeds through into every other area of your life, whether it's just carrying the groceries or it's how you respond to an email or like you said, like how you stand up in front of people. Um, mm -hmm. it's, it's really, really empowering. And, um, so thank you so much for that commentary. Um, I guess another question I had for you, um, I'm kind of jumping all over the place today, but why, <laughs> That's fine. why would somebody want to get into corporate wellness? And I say that because as I learn more about it from you, just as we're speaking and all the different facets that it encompasses, there's a lot that you that it has to offer for somebody. And as you and I know that you don't, if you want to be in fitness, you no longer just have to be a personal trainer. You don't just have to teach group fitness. You can do a lot of different things. So why would you and who would you encourage to get into this space? Well, I think you just sort of explained the why, and it's because there's so much you can do with it. It's hands-on fitness, it's education, it's teaching, it's, be, like creating a community for the employees of the building you work in. So that's what drew me to it. And I think that is what draws other people to it as well. Um, I guess for the who, I mean, if you're passionate about fitness and you're passionate about helping people, you're passionate about helping them learn how to be healthier, then corporate wellness would definitely be the place for you. Um, 
again, that's sort of what drew me to it. That's sort of why I wanted to do it. Um, I was not interested in being like a strength conditioning coach. I was interested in doing the full picture of, yes, we're going to train, but you're going to understand why we're training. You're going to learn how to do it yourself. You're going to learn why we're doing what we're doing. And you're going to be able to have this community in your workplace of people that you can go to for help. I love that. And just for some of the people listening, because I, you know, I joke with my mom that sometimes when I'm on this microphone, I feel like I'm I'm like in my childhood bedroom talking to nobody, but I do know, I do know, even though I'm new, I do know some of the people who are listening and I just, you know, I thank you guys so much for listening. And some of you guys are group fitness instructors, aspiring group fitness instructors, new group fitness instructors who are kind of like, okay, this is cool. I maybe want to leave my full-time job. I maybe want to start a side gig to pair with group fitness to like make ends meet. There's so many different ways you could do it. And this might be something to look into. So I'm, I'm sure that like starting with calling some of the bigger companies, bigger corporations, like in your city in your, in your town, whatever it is, there might be an opportunity there. And, um, just from my own experience, um, you know, I've worked corporate jobs and I've worked in fitness and it was actually really fun for me, Chrissy. I don't know if you have this experience. Like I really loved working into walking into like a big corporate building in my leggings. It was like, yeah. I'm, I'm like, hey, yeah. on, I get to do what I love in an office that's like fancy and, you know, work with some really brilliant people. So, um, yeah. so I think that that's kind of like the best of both worlds. And it's definitely something that I think people should look into, especially as our world trends more towards just health and wellness. Um, it's such a big topic right now. So um, I think that's super awesome. And another question I wanted to ask you was um, just about your own personal endeavors. You know, we both have had experience coaching online and um, I'd love to know more about that. And if you're taking on clients and if there's anyone out there listening that you might be able to help. Yeah. Um, so my online um coaching it's it's fairly new um but i am taking clients um i mostly train well currently all my clients are like in their 20s and 30s um mostly women but i do have a few male clients and my favorite thing is training um brides and grooms for their weddings i have i think four brides currently um so like that's sort of fun for me to do it's a little bit different than my like day-to-day work um but yeah I it's I train for fat loss um strength increase weight loss um I love working with beginners although it is sometimes difficult online um but I I do have beginners so I I, I've done it in the past um yeah Awesome. Well, I will put um, your contact info in the show notes too, so people can reach you. And then at the end of this, I'm going to have you like rattle off your handles. But um, speaking of handles, when it comes to Instagram, we all, you know, are out there dealing with it. It's a lot. (laughs) And um, it's a whole other world of fitness. And, um, you know, you and I, with our backgrounds and our education, can kind of weave through like what's real and what's not as far as like scientific strength training, fat loss, evidence-based stuff. I would say we both come from that realm of things. So how do you um, see Instagram? How do you use it? Talk to us about that because, again, I know I have some young fitness, uh, new fitness coaches listening who I think could really uh, glean some inspo from you. 
So when, when I started my like fitness focused Instagram page, which is only two years old, um, I used to just have one page where I did like my personal stuff and my fitness stuff, but I have since separated them. And the reason I did that is because I really wanted to focus my Instagram page on education. There's so much bad stuff out there that I, my goal and my hope is that my page can be a place where people can come to like learn to get their questions answered. And I always just make sure that I put out very high quality information, good information. And, you know, there's this whole thing with Instagram, you have to have like an aesthetic and like everything has to be like, like look nice. And my page does not look nice. Like there's no aesthetic. There's no like pattern or anything. I post what I want to post. And if I think it'll help someone, I'll post it. So that's kind of how my page works. And that's kind of my like thoughts on Instagram. I mean, of course I do have like, you know, very nicely photographed images. And then I also have pictures that I took with like self timer in my living room. So it's kind of a mixture of everything. Um, I think that it helps me come across as more like real and more approachable. Um, if I see an Instagram page where it's all, you know, selfies in the gym with like no clothes on, I'm not going to want any part of that. So I think that if someone does that good for you, I have no problem with it for me personally. I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's uh, you're hitting the nail on the head for me too, with just how I see it, how I would like to use it. I haven't been as active with just fitness stuff lately, probably because of all the BS out there and just, you know, running in a million directions, but you, I will say are so consistent and I love watching your like glute exercise videos and all the content you put out there and all the stuff too with like your recent surgery and just talking about your recovery you're just you're super transparent and so I definitely want everyone to go follow you um now thank you they have met you um thank you so much of course of course is there anything else we're missing about corporate wellness and the way you see it the way you see it you know in interacting in our everyday lives or not or maybe even any of the cons about it i just i want to make sure i ask because since i don't know as much as you do i'm like i don't even know if i asked all the questions i should (laughs) um no you asked great questions but i think that i think that it really falls on the employees to look into it and take advantage of it and i don't think a lot of them do Mm -hmm. um So if you're, you know, if you're listening to this and you work in a corporate office and you have a corporate job where you're sitting at a desk all day, it's really on you to figure out what can I do to make my health better? What can my company or what does my company offer me to improve my health? Um, And you might be surprised at what you find because I really do think that more and more companies are trending towards making sure their employees are healthy, healthy employees are happy employees, they have less stress, they have increased productivity, there's better retention of their employees. So if you're feeling kind of like, well, this sounds awesome, I wish my company had that, look into it a little bit and just see what see what you can find. And then if there's nothing, make some suggestions. You know, it's not going to hurt to ask for it. I love it that was your kind of 
bit of advice that I might may have skipped over because that is the essence of what I kind of live by, which is dare to move, which is like you mm-hmm. have to go after what you want. And if this sounds great, like go find it. It's 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 becoming more and more common and there's some really great programs out there, it sounds like. And I think a lot of things that are great it require you to make the move whether it's yep. you know getting on that lifting program or asking about working with a financial wellness advisor or a nutrition coach like you have to the onus is on you to, to go yeah. do that and that's a great um message for the listeners um that's kind of why i do this podcast because i want people to just you know take that initiative make that move and uh do that thing that they want to do so thank you so much for uh, teaching us all about this, and um, and why don't you now share um, where people can find you and everything from your Instagram handles to your company website, whatever you want to share, and um, I will put that in the show notes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, my fitness Instagram, it's cmg underscore health fitness. Um, if you want to follow my personal, that's Carissa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um my website is cmghealthfitnessalloneword.com. And if you are interested in, um, you know, finding out more about corporate wellness or you have questions about how to, like, broach the idea to your company, feel free to email me. Um, my email address is chrissy.georgetti at gmail.com, and I would love to help. Um, I think that this is definitely something that every a corporate worker should have access to. Oh, I love that. And I will definitely put all of that in the show notes for people so that they can find you. And, um, and again, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, uh, I've really loved hearing about all that you're doing. And um, if, I, I may have questions for you maybe later on someday. I would love to someday have a corporate wellness program um, at uh, my family's business. I think it would be amazing. Yes, of course. Thank you so much.